Jill wrote jealous. Welcome to the Baffle Club. Gilly girl, my gilly girl, how are you? I feel like I should be singing. <laughs> I was going to start today with happy birthday mm. to you. Yeah. But maybe oh, not. That's it. <laughs> With it not being your birthday, maybe I'll, you know, it was on Thursday, shout out. Yeah, it was. Thank you so much. I actually <clears throat> just want to thank you so much for making me feel so special. And this is actually really sincere. I, you went above and beyond. You oh. gave me the most generous gift I'm actually Oh. gagged at the earrings that you got me they look and so you great just, I love them a lot <laughs> but thank you for making me feel so special especially considering we're in lockdown and you knew that it was going to be a bit of a tough day being separated from everyone so thank you oh you're welcome I think it's so tough <laughs> doing any kind of or building up to any kind of celebration and then just the thought of it being mm, locked down and I think this yeah. week, having experienced it a bit for myself, it's really, really rubbish. And yeah. so I think any moment... on you. Oh, my... I have not had a good week. It's been... I, a huge shout out to any of my friends. I've got this friend in Melbourne who, what, they're in their seventh or eighth lockdown now. Mm. Two... She's got twins... And I always thought of her and thought, oh, that must be really tough. And this week I'm in awe of people that in Sydney and in Melbourne who have been doing this for weeks on end. It's really not okay. I am not okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, parents having to homeschool Mm -hmm. or just like have no respite from their kids. I mean, obviously, our children are a blessing and um, love, love Freddie <laughs> dearly, but I can imagine um, how unrelenting. It's it's that. the requests. <laughs> it's the, not that cup, mama, not that cup. Well, what cup do you want? Or even when he's trying to be supportive, mama, I help. I help with dinner. <laughs> And I, I know that's sweet and cute, but I also then know that's going to add 45 minutes onto my cook time. Well, you're not helping, are you? You're not going to help. <laughs> Let's face it. You can't use a knife yet. No, I'm – yeah, it's it's a lot. And p- people with more than one child, people who are homeschooling, people who also are working from home at the same time, like Jono and I just give each other these looks as we pass one another mm. in the house, like mm. disgust. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's difficult to find joy anymore. There's no joy. I, in early lockdown, um, I was really excited by having a bit of downtime and, and getting stuck into some shows that I, you know, the social life wouldn't permit me to watch. Yeah. And now it's it gets to 6 p.m. every night and the wind down, you start my, making tea and then it's like, what do we watch? I don't give a fuck. Who I don't cares? give a fuck. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I'm about to it's hop not real into anyway. my bed, put my heated blanket on, have my cup of tea. Like it's 7.30 and I'm all tucked up. Oh, no, you are. You're well, lured into this false sense of it's lockdown. Maybe this is exciting. Maybe it won't go on too long. Maybe numbers will start to decrease. And then week two and I'm literally like I can't I can't get beyond the my day is a walk playing with sticks in the park and <laughs> <laughs> Making food. How how many how many times can you search for sticks? How many sticks do you need? Does he want to bring them all home as well? We have a collection at the front door. (laughs) Shit, burn them. I'm carrying I've got he's like, Mama carry I've got his bike, his sticks, his bag, his Do you know what happened to me yesterday? Just really quickly, I just I stepped in poo. At the park. Oh. I sat down and crossed my legs. The poo went on my legging. <laughs> I didn't know what it was because I hadn't looked yet and went to wipe my no. leg. It's on my hand. <laughs> no, Jill, I'm going to be sick. No, a fly flies into my eye and I'm so <laughs> close to going and then think, no, no, I'm, no, be, I'm actually going to be sick. You've very much got poo on your hand. <laughs> And then I'm trying to explain to Freddie that I can't carry his stick or his bag anymore. And I'm like, we need to just, we need to go home. <laughs> Pack it up. Pack it up. Oh, my gosh. And at that point, sorry, I'm actually feeling very unwell. Um, at that point, were you unsure whose poo it was? or I knew it. Not even. It- we have had a lot of poo <laughs> themes this week with, because we've decided in the midst of all of this to toilet train freddy but it was definitely who knows it's it's like i'm trying to achieve things or or maybe i'm trying to be unhappy i don't know but i knew it was dog poo because it's just got that that thing about it but then the fly in the eye and i you know when you just have those complete moments of wrong no it's yeah it's done it's done that's so that's that's the week well, if that isn't a perfect metaphor for how lockdown is going for both of us, then I don't know what is. Lisa, 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 what is your baffle moment this week? So my baffle moment this week um, is I'm baffled by losing a parent which I know is like is very heavy but the reason mm. why I'm baffled by this to give it a bit of context I do you watch Survivor Australian Survivor at all I do not know <laughs> okay. you know that I'm not <laughs> you know the end with those things no I'm not that's okay um time you mm. can catch up on 10 play they've got <laughs> 
But for our listeners out there um, who may watch it, may not watch it, uh, over this past week, one of the contestants, Flick, she had a really horrible thing happen to her in the middle of filming. Um, Producers approached her in the middle um, of one of the episodes to let her know that unfortunately her mother had passed away, which Mm. would have just been so horrible to hear that news while you're in the Australian Outback filming a reality TV series. I mean, talk about a reality check. I mean, hearing that news when you're so vulnerable and away from your family. Um, So the story is her mother had unfortunately been suffering um, from early onset dementia and Mm -hmm. she was diagnosed, uh, when she was 46, which is just, wow. (laughs) Unthinkable. Yeah. And it deteriorated, um, pretty badly to the point where when Flick left to film Survivor, her mother was living in an assisted living care facility. She was nonverbal, couldn't shower herself or feed herself and her quality of life had become you know really horrible and Flick made the decision whilst receiving this news that she was going to stay in the show and I just thought wow that is so incredibly brave and the reason why she wanted to do that is because she said she want like oh, it's just so sad only getting him I am because she said you know, it's what I, I did this show to make my mum proud and I know that that's what she wanted would have wanted me to keep going. And I just couldn't I couldn't even comprehend making mm. a decision like that and being so brave and strong and continuing on and and I think that definitely triggered something in me which is this sort of really long ongoing anxiety around losing a parent so that's my long-winded baffle moment intro oh so emotional and so um I feel I, I I feel the same and we've spoken about this before this fear that we both have that mm. that's really rooted in that idea of um losing a parent and I know even as as a really young kid, it was an anxiety that I used to have. And I don't know if this is a common thing or not, mm. but I remember if my parents went away or went away on a holiday or went out for dinner or I would literally sit, I'd get so upset that they were gone. I would literally sit and calculate how they say they were 40 at the time that they were maybe halfway through their lives. And that would mean that, you know, we've only got half half of that time left and it was just this completely overwhelming scary feeling that yeah I used to and and it's definitely stayed with me where I continue to have that fear of yeah it's it's not even so much a fear of not making the most of the time with my parents which should be the fear Mm. that should be you know it should force you into a wow really making the most of those relationships it's it's that fear of that that punch in the gut feeling that you get when you find out that anyone is ill or because it's, it's completely out of your control. Um, Yeah. So yeah, completely connect with that. It's so, it's so funny that you say that about um, 
that little behavioral thing from when you're a kid because I have I was thinking about it this week and I have something quite similar in that I developed this anxiety really early on and Mm. it was it's this anxiety around losing your parents and I remember feeling it so strongly when when I was about six or seven and you really start to like maybe you're really developing your emotional state at that point and you're becoming a lot more cognizant of your place in the world like which seems like such a big thing for a little kid to grasp but you do start to have these feelings and I remember I started this thing in our family which was and I know probably a lot of kids have this but I couldn't leave any family member in any setting without saying we had to say loves to each other oh that is the cutest because because if that was the last moment that we saw each other no matter how like cross we may have been at each other if if I'd done something naughty or anything it was just we have to say loves and that still continues to this day like hanging up the phone or leaving each other we just have to say loves because that kind of eased my anxiety a little bit to be like, well, at least we said that one word to each other. And looking back, I'm like, what a fucking heavy little thing for a kid to be posed. Like such, <laughs> such a great coping strategy to be able to, you know, have something verbal that helps also you to express to your family I'm really anxious about saying goodbye to you because I'm worried that it's the last time I'm going to see you and if I don't see you again and it's all wrapped up in this one little loves and it's like yeah. I love I love that. That's I think, so great. And also, you know, watching this on Survivor, um, there just there seems to be so much loss happening right now. I mean, mm. in the context of the pandemic still going on but also – I would say in the last year, so many of my friends and, you know, extended family members have lost a parent, whether that mm. be through a sudden illness or um, cancer. It's just it's omnipresent at the moment and that's mm. just been weighing so heavy on me and I – I just don't understand how I the, the the baffle moment is I don't understand how people are so strong and get through this because mm. it's so hard like we've spoken about this before like how do you even comprehend moving forward with your life when losing your parent I just can't I can't grasp it I can't mm. Yeah literally I imagine like it's obliterating like it just it like rips through like who you are and I yeah I don't I I can only look on with like absolute in absolute awe of um people that yeah that you you get through it I guess I don't Mm. know it makes me so sad I know I know I'm sorry that I've chosen this but I was just like I have to no I didn't know what I didn't know what you were going to come to the table with this (laughs) week and I think it's I yeah it's I think it's a interest it's a great topic um Mm to talk through but yeah it's really close to home I um it I don't know I yeah we I don't even know if I 
yeah, want to talk about this, but I will. But um, I also lost a like really close friend um, this year to cancer and it's so fresh and so, um, yeah, really awful. Um, and it really makes you reflect on, um, I think, losing someone um, too soon, mm. like really um, like where you feel like you don't, like you didn't get. Oh, I really should have gone into this because I am not good. (laughs) I am not good around these topics. But um, it's when I think it's that people are fighting for that time and it really makes you like realise how important time is and how unfair these um, situations, diseases and and death is. Even though we know that um, death is so Inevitable. It's actually the only thing in life that is guaranteed. Yeah. Everything else is, you know, maybe this, maybe that, but um, it is. It's guaranteed that you know, and we we should be, you know, think about our lives in a way that is, you know, life and death are, are really interrelated and connected. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, that idea of someone's sick or ill or dying, it it really has that effect doesn't it that makes you Mm. kind of spiral into um it's almost like an immediate grief isn't it it's like um I suppose that the person who's ill is grieving because they're about to lose everything Mm. and then the people that are left behind are left with the grief because they cope like you kind of it's I think when you think about the timing of it you deal with it in different you and the person that is ill are dealing with it at a different times. Yeah. They don't like coincide um, or at least, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's such a. <laughs> oh, so Julie. sad. Yeah. And it's like you, you have these brushes with it. Um, I, you know, I had a, you know, this, I had a scare a few years ago when my dad was diagnosed with cancer and it's this, it's this white noise that you don't ever expect to feel because you hear all of these stories. You, you know, very, very close people who have suffered this loss. And then when you're placed in that situation, it's, it's, it's just the most horrible feeling. And I'm so, so fortunate that my dad, um, you know, made it through his treatment and, he is still with us and I'm so thankful for that but you know like that's just such a a minor brush that I had that's not even close to the actual pain of losing a parent no but but you you get a taste you'd get a taste for it and it would be yeah uh, it's a part of the heartbreak isn't it that Mm. first um like little inkling of that happening it's 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 not the full you don't go through obviously the full um feeling of of losing someone but it's definitely you start to think about what that would would be like because you know that's just natural that you think the worst in those situations but I count myself really lucky that I've been given more time and I think one of especially with my dad one of the hardest things too um (laughs) one of the hardest things and I think maybe has been one of the one of the the deep-rooted issues of of my anxiety is the fact that 
my dad had me when he was in his 40s so he was always a lot older so I always felt like I I'm on you know borrowed time with him and you know he's not the same age as all of my friends dad so it just felt like you know now he's he's just really seemed so much older and and I just feel like life is unfair in itself but that's just like I I felt like I haven't had enough time with him and I think time is Mm. the biggest thing um and I guess that's what I've been reflecting on you know what I saw in that episode of Survivor and and seeing so many of my friends go through pain and grief right now and especially what is happening in the world is like I know it seems so cliche, but the thing that we have to keep coming back to is time and and make the most of those precious moments that we have with our loved ones. Like I remember when I was, you know, in my twenties, and I was like, "Oh, my parents are lame. I can't get a, I can't get away from here quick <laughs> enough." And now I'm like, yeah. "All I want to do is be around my family and just have those moments." So, mm. yeah, this realization, which we all know, but just love love your your close ones hold them hold them tight and make the most of that precious time because as you say it is inevitable and I think I should book in a session with my therapist because (laughs) this is bringing up some shit it's funny you say that actually because um one thing that um, I, I think I've actually brought this up with my therapist like a couple of times because it is, <laughs> it is like a worry and having lived away from my family and you'll feel like most people feel the same, like you choose a portion or a part of your life to actually not live close to your family and mm. you count up those years and I've got these, you know, seven or eight years where I was really far away from my family in the UK and then, you know, how do I, how do you reconcile with that if anything did happen you know, you think, oh, I I chose to be mm. somewhere else for such a long period of time. And he sort of said, like, you've got to live your life. And yeah. actually it's it's such a great motivator in a way to sit. Like he got me to picture this little, like, idea or concept of death on my shoulder and living with the idea or the kind of never-ending possibility of death can actually be quite a positive thing in the way that you approach your everyday life. So if you've got that little reminder um, or even like preparing yourself in a way, like you did as a little Lisa, you Mm. sort of left with loves thinking about how, how do you, how do you meet endings? Mm. So how, how do you say goodbye to party? Not, not, not in the sense that oh I god, to say I'm loves. gonna die. So I have to I've say love to every goodbye. single person at the party, and they're like, I don't know yeah, you. But <laughs> I don't know you. Goodbye, loves, loves, loves. But like, do you consciously go around and say goodbye to each person and just take that time? Um, and how you know? How do you hang up from a phone call? How do you? Yeah, how do you meet endings? And maybe that will prepare us in a way for the that ultimate ending, which is, you know, I'm doing what I can each day to really make the most of the because when it all it all boils down to relationships, doesn't it? It's mm. it's the relate like and I think that's even what COVID's shown us the most is that it's the relationships that we have that are so 
so important. It's all that matters. So how do we, how do we put the most into those or like fill them up and like really like overflow with, I, I, at the moment, like overflow with love and yeah. show people that you love them all the time. Buy them, you know, things that make them feel good. or Earrings. <laughs> earrings for their birthday. Or give them a phone. Like pick up the phone and call yeah. your, your make best friend. Make those connections. Like, How are you doing? You know? And yeah. that's that's it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got really passionate there. No, I, I think that's a I great I feel really message. strongly about that idea of, you know, living with it present and then hopefully and consciously letting that lead you and yeah and how you interact with people I think that's beautiful and I'm gonna take that thank you take it have it it. it's yours (laughs) yours you can have it oh it's been so nice chatting about this this week in Mm. those emotional I think I was emotionally charged from the beginning but I think um having people in our lives that are going through um all types of um, tragedies is yeah it, it makes it really I don't even know what I want to say but I think it... no I think it's like I, I want to be more open about talking about this stuff because I think I carry this anxiety quite silently and and I'm I'm wondering if anyone else out there who listens to this maybe feels similar I'm sure a lot of people do and I think the more we talk about these things and put them out into the open, it will encourage us to, you know, take take more care with the time that we have, I'm hoping. Well, at least I'm going to let that lead me going forward. That's a great, that's a great way to sum it all up. Yeah. Love you. Loves. Love you. Loves. <laughs> Loves. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again for the Baffle Club. You can find us on Instagram at Baffle Club Podcast. We are now available on Apple Podcasts. Sorry, it took a hot minute to get on over there, but they're just, it's like, it's an exclusive club. They just wanted to vet us. Now we're in. Uh, we in we now. would really, <laughs> we're in. We're, we're kind of a big deal. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you gave us five stars and a bit yes. of a review because that really does help us get noticed i think like, review yes. review review like give us a review give us the five stars go for it if you're in lockdown what else are you gonna do just smash the five stars smash it <laughs> we need look, we need all the, i don't know if this is sounding desperate but we need all the help we can get okay so we're not above begging quite frankly no. so i'll beg there it is borrow and steal uh you you can find me at lisa k ham uh over on instagram and you can you can now find me i've been i've been private i've been a private girl for a long time and now you can find me over at julie Rochellis. and yeah so give us a follow tell us what you think um after this week's episode share what share your thoughts ideas um what you're going through um i think the best thing is to yeah talk about some of the issues or things that came up in today's chat and just um yeah sit down with your friends and have a good chat about it call us message us we're here yeah now that jill's now that jill's off private her dms are open available 
but not married with child. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>